This is Donna Otto, and we are Modern Homemakers. Welcome to our broadcast, our podcast. I left you last time talking about how to really love your child. What a big and broad subject that is. And what I've been using is one of my all-time favorites, Ross Campbell, Dr. Ross Campbell, MD, who has had a special place in this understanding of how we can really learn to love our children. He talks about ways to affirm them, ways to spiritually nurture them, and practical applications on how to really love your child. So I recommend the book to you, How to Really Love Your Child, by Dr. Ross Campbell. But what I've been doing is taking two of the particular tenors of his book, and that is, how do I really love my child? And the two sides of that, discipline, what is it? What is it? How to really love your child includes discipline. And then today, we're going to talk about how to really love your child and doing that through loving discipline, loving discipline. He has uh, a sense an eye, an ear, a heart, and an education to help us understand that. So we're starting with the fact that we've been talking, we talked a little last time we were together, that there's no separation between love and discipline, and that often discipline looks like punishment, and that we are not in any way talking of how to punish our children, but this is a training, a training for good behavior, We do it in every form of our communication, when we talk to our children, when we guide them, when we give them instructions, and he tells us how to handle that. At the end of our last time together, we talked about the five steps, the five steps. Control your anger, the discipline and punishment differences, the result of the approach, and putting the horse before the cart and the difference in the corporal punishment trap and the loving discipline. So today I want to talk to you uh, from his book directly on what loving discipline looks like. And and basically, we're, we're coming up against how do I deal with a misbehavior? Do your children misbehave? Do you misbehave? And I was thinking as I was working on these notes, how does God deal with me when I misbehave? And while my early relationship with the Lord, I patterned what I thought God was doing with me in the same way that my father and mother disciplined me, which were not healthy ways. So what Campbell is doing is helping us understand the difference between discipline and punishment and how we do deal with misbehavior which happens all the time, and as we're on spot for helping our children grow and correct misbehavior and behave in a way that will bring glory to God 
encouragement to others, and peace to themselves. And those are really three ingredients to the why are we doing this. We're bringing glory to God who created it. Encouragement to others. When we behave kindly to others, when we behave in a way that celebrates others, we bring encouragement and it brings peace to us when we walk away from a situation that we think, oh, I could have handled that so much better or in so many ways. So he says, all children need and want love. They know they need love and they know they want it. But the way they seek it is immature and irrational. Is that, does that sound at all familiar to you? Do you have a high schooler? Do you have a college guy or girl who's looking for love, not in all the wrong places, but who's seeking to find it and does it immaturely and irrationally? And um, a date says something and the other part of the date says, oh, they must mean, we don't know they must mean. So his notion of immaturity and irrationality is certainly present when we're talking about a two-year-old. The primary cause for misbehavior in a child is their sense of lack of love. So, okay, does that mean I'm turning a child's misbehavior back onto you because you're not loving? Yep, pretty much that's what I mean. But we understand that none of us are perfect creatures. God brings his love into us. So what we are talking about in this lesson is how to change that. Children lack the words or rational way of getting approval and love. Instead, they use their behavior to express themselves. Have you ever done that? I immediately thought of the time that my husband and I were having World War III. I probably say three, but I probably meant 12 uh, on our outside patio. And I, I had said everything. I had done everything. I had articulated as well as I could. I, 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 and I was, oh, and I picked up my mug and threw it on the ground and broke it. Very mature behavior as an adult. But that is exactly what was happening. I had the lack of words and the lack of rational way of getting him to approve of what I'm doing. Instead, I let my behavior express themselves. And of course I did. I proved to him what I was doing, which was bad behavior and irrational thinking. Their behavior is their way of asking, do you love me? Do you love me? So the primary cause, number one, that a child misbehaves is their sense and lack of love. Two, always begin by asking yourself, what does this child need? And that is the place where you and the Lord, you and your husband, have an opportunity before taking action to look at where the child is right now. Last time we were together, we talked about the emotional tank. I have used that phrase so many times in my years of teaching and living as a mother, a wife, a friend, a spiritual director. What about their emotional tank needs filling? We all have emotional tanks. How do we keep it filled in the child? Eye contact, physical touch. Focused attention are possible choices. Misbehavior may be caused by a need for one of these, and punishment should not be the first step. So a child of yours is acting out. You say to yourself, how is that emotional tank? When was the last time we had time together? When was the last time that child felt loved, cared for, protected? And then 
comes the following, what do I do next? But punishment should not be the first step. Should not be the first step. So ask yourself these simple questions. Is there a physical need? Like, what do we have the word in our culture? Hangry? Isn't hangry a word? Now it must be in one of our dictionaries. What is hangry? You're hungry and you become angry. That's a very simple question to ask about any relationship. Is my child hungry? Is my child tired or fatigued? Is my child ill or coming down with something? Those are physical needs which would cause a child to act out. And acting out would be in his, on his youth and inability. He can't say, I'm really hungry, mom, and I'm really crabby, and I'm really sorry about that. Don't you wish we could all say that? But as we come to know ourselves, we know, I know, not to have a conversation with my husband when he's just come in from working in the yard for four hours. Feed that man. Feed that man. I, I think the best advice I've ever given most young women is make sure you feed your husbands before uh, they, you start to have a serious conversation. Tired. If it's the crack of dawn and your child had to get up early or they've had a hard day at school and a hard day of practice, tired and fatigued, and what about is there a cold or something? So ask yourself those questions again before you begin the discipline process. Dealing with punishment. So punishment is appropriate, of course, where circumstances require it. But confronting the child lovingly, lovingly. I still, I've, I've said this so many times in the years, I remember my little girl, who's not a little girl, she has a little girl of her own now, but she put up her little hands and she said, let me explain it to you, Mama. And I remember thinking, my first thought, let me explain it to you, is how she's going to try to get out of what she just did. Right? That's the logical thing. And there was probably some of that. But in the counsel of Ross Campbell, if I had let her explain it to me, maybe she would have indicated to me any one of these things that I've just said. She was tired. She was hungry. She wanted me to sit with her and talk to her. I have a dear friend who has four children. She has three girls and one boy. And the three girls were first. And the middle child of the three girls was going through a serious dilemma in life. And she was taking it out by saying she wasn't going to eat. If we'd sit down to dinner and she wouldn't eat. And the mom said to me, I did everything, you know, the usual. You'll sit here until you eat it all. You won't get any food until breakfast. I'm, uh, you know, all the stuff we try to do to get our child to eat, because of course we're afraid if they miss a meal, they may die. They will not die. Of course, I know you know that. In the end, this young woman and I had several conversations. We talked about her middle child place. We talked about the time that my friend dealt with her child number one and child number three, who were very much like her. The middle child was not like her. Middle child was not like her. The middle child was the middle child. And the middle child, had she been able to, except she was a child, would have said, Mama, let me explain it to you. I need some time with you and you alone. Now, the mama had to figure that out, and she did. And here's what she did. I'll never forget this. She, she called me. She said, here's what I've done. On Wednesday afternoons, me and the middle child are alone in the kitchen doing her favorite thing, baking sweet things. 
she chronicled the behavioral changes in that child when she began the Wednesday afternoon. It was astounding. She began to look for other ways that that child was acting out, acting out. So she confronted the child lovingly and and said, all right. Now, that little girl didn't say, let me explain it. She was just behaving badly, stomping around, beating her fist on the table, saying, I won't eat, I won't, you can't make me. I don't care if I ever eat again. And I'm, you know, all the kinds of things that children do. So my friend did lovingly confront her. And she began to understand what her need was. The little girl couldn't say, Mama, I need time with her. But God helped my friend see it. She took action and change the effect of that time in this little girl's life. Secondly, if a child is genuinely sorry, there's a difference between stealing a cookie from the cookie jar and telling you a lie about it while they have crumbs on their face. And they're saying, oh, I am really sorry I did it, Mama. I don't know. I saw the cookie, and I just couldn't stop myself. A genuine apology. And I I so agree with Campbell's thoughts on this, but I can't say them strongly enough. Forgive, forgive. There are times when there's no punishment, no discipline necessary of any kind, even a loving discipline. What is needed is a forgiveness. And that forgiveness helps them understand God's forgiveness in them. It helps them understand how you forgive them. And it teaches them the process how they can forgive others. If there were one thing in our culture that I would say is is problematic, and we've talked about endurance being one of the issues, but I think it's the absence of forgiveness. We hold each other hostile for so many things. And I'm going to make a parenthesis here. If you've been listening to Modern Homemakers, you know that I believe in the two-step. You know the Texas two-step It has so many varieties, but it's just two steps. And our two steps are love God and love others. Love God and love others. And the step of forgiveness is loving others. So you genuinely forgive your child. They need to learn from an earliest stage what forgiveness looks like, what it takes to do it, and how they feel when they're given forgiveness. The effects of a corporal punishment, if the child is genuinely sorry, is um, it shows a guilty conscience, and that is good. That's what you want. But following it with corporal punishment removes that guilt and remorse. So, yes, the child has done something that deserves some sign of punishment. Um, punishment under these circumstances, if we, if we punish someone who's sincerely sorry for what they've done and shown their guilt for it, then what we do is we produce anger in them. So the difference in being a loving disciplinarian, and that isn't just saying, I, I can't be clear enough to say this, you can't just say, I love my child, of course you love your child, but is your behavior loving toward them? There are still consequences for bad actions and behavior, but usually restitution for any kind of this behavior is possible. 
Watch out for manipulation with your kids. They are smarter than you are. They're clever. They may seem to be contrite when they're caught in misbehavior. When you spot mis manipulation, when you see them repeating the same actions that caused the problem in the first place, this is the time to take some action to correct the behavior. Remember, the key is unconditional love. The key is unconditional love. Loving your child is the best way to discipline them. Asking and understanding why they're doing what they're doing, understanding their own personal needs, recognizing what part you play in it, and then be prepared to lovingly give them some discipline that will change their behavior. I'm Donna Otto, and we're Modern Homemakers, and it's the time of the year that fall is settling in. Some of you are already freezing. We've dropped our temperatures here in Arizona to a mere 70 degrees, and for us, that's about 45 degrees cooler, so we're raha. Thanksgiving is coming, and right behind it comes the celebration of Christ's birth. We will do an Advent series. We'll make some tools available to you, and the Advent candle is now available. Hurry and get them, because we don't have as many as we usually do. They'll be gift-wrapped if you're giving them as gifts, and otherwise they'll be wrapped in a cellophane wrapper, and you can order them online, as many as you need at one time. I'm so glad you joined us. And I love talking about discipline as God does it because he loves us and he loves you. And don't berate yourself for the things you have not done. Just bask in his love and how he wants to show you what to do next. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go on and make it a very uncommon day of lovingly disciplining your children.